On this episode of This Is Game Boy, sweet dreams are made of seeds, saving kids with my friend Miki. I travel the world to find the seven keys. Everybody loves them some ice cream. Welcome back everybody to another brand new episode of This Is A Game Boy. I'm here like always, Mula, and with me today, uh, unlike previous episodes with Gran and Hero, the bloody candy is back. Hello. Yes, there we go. Um, so, yeah, um, we didn't really pay attention like like always uh but apparently this is our three-year anniversary episode uh, so we've been doing this for three years already that is absolutely crazy time. yeah so um <laughs> yeah so yeah we didn't really plan anything special for this one because we just had this one on our schedule to go um but yeah next time we will uh we will do something a little bit different uh, but yeah for for this episode uh yay happy third year anniversary for sure uh but we will just be covering another game like we always do um so yeah like always uh let's first take a look at uh what we have been doing besides uh recording the podcast and things like that so uh let's start with you ebc what have you been up to uh, I played Hugo 2 for the Game Boy. Uh, that game is pretty hot trash. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, I played that as well, actually. It's so frustrating. Like, it's not a hard game after you've played for 45 minutes and memorized the entire mm-hmm. game. It's only four mini games. Yeah. Um, it's it, just, uh, it, like, it needs a little bit, exp- little um, bit of an explanation. I don't think we will ever do an episode on this, uh, uh, unless like uh, Alberto Gonzalez has some very interesting insights in this game because this was made by uh, by bit managers for sure. Um, but for people who don't know Hugo, uh, Hugo is actually a mascot from a German. Uh, kids television show and the way it worked was and i'm pretty sure the same concept also was on tv in in different countries but i'm pretty sure germany uh quote-unquote invented it um it was one of those shows where kids could uh, phone in um and they had to play a video game with their phone um that sounds really weird i know uh but back in the day you just had a phone with with buttons on it like an actual landline and not your cell phone um and like the numbers were the d-pad and then you had like one and three were jump or 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 smash or things like that so this game is based upon that principle it's a few mini games that are like they were in the show uh, that of course wasn't on Game Boy. It was on another system specifically made for for that thing. Um, but this is basically a quote unquote port of that concept, and um, they did a great job with the graphics. They did a great job with the music, but 
it's just not something you want to play. Like, it was even crappy having to play it on your phone, basically, uh, for a TV with, with, like, the delay and such. But, yeah, it's, it's just... It doesn't work. That That's the issue with this game. It, it's it's four minigames that... It, they're, they're all random. Like, you don't get to pick your minigame. It's like, once you hit start game... Mm-hmm. It, it it just randomizes these four mini games. Like what you may get snowboarding one time, you may get swimming another time, and like it's just so. But like the mm-hmm. issue is like it's not so much like it's a hard game. It's literally one of those games that like you have to memorize when things are coming. Like that's literally the game. Like you half half the like half the games, mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. of the games, we even you don't even utilize all of the buttons on the Game Boy. Yeah. And there's only two buttons on the Game Boy, mind you. <laughs> so you know, it's like but once you beat the four games, you go into this final screen where like this chick is zapping the floor, but like there's no indication of where the floor's been zapped, so hopefully you have extra lives or you understand what the hell's happening. And then you get to this stupid lock screen, and you're just like, you look at it, it has a countdown timer, and you're just like, what do I do? Do I press A? Do you press B? Nothing happens. All of a sudden, you're presented a screen with a bunch of <laughs> keys, and you're just like, oh, yeah. am I supposed to match the key to the lock? And you are, and then you, you win. It's like, wow, this is literally the dumbest game ever. Like, it took me an hour to beat it, and the first mm-hmm. 45 minutes of that was me memorizing the games, like the, all the mini games. <laughs> yeah. And the snowboarding game yeah, is the it, worst it, one because the variety the is, is like fairy lame on it. it. Like, just check it out yourself. Um, there are different endings for each difficulty, and difficulty only means you have to grab more of a item, or 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 like some of the stages are a little bit longer, but that's literally it. And it's not worth playing it on a harder difficulty at all. Uh, but you have to check it out to understand what it is. Uh, but now you know... Yeah, now you at least know where the idea it's comes from. At all. Um, I don't know why it got made into a Game Boy game. Like, I'm sure it was just to promote a show or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not meant to be on a console or a handheld. Well, what's well? The curious thing is, like Hugo One is basically mm-hmm. Crazy Castle, but Hugo Two is a complete different thing. So. Yeah, which is this game? Then there's color, Hugo basically. Two. Like, there's nothing much more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man! It's high demand <laughs> game. Yeah. Those Germans love the love their Hugo. Apparently. <laughs> um, outside of that. Uh, Burning Crusade Classic launched on the second uh, World of Warcraft, for those that don't know. So but a lot of my time has been sunk into that right now. Um, mm-hmm, I think God's mm-hmm. Basement. I haven't finished it yet because I've been playing it with you. But uh played God's Basement for a few hours in a way. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah, it's, game. Yeah, it's fun playing. It's uh, like uh, I don't like playing those games myself uh like <laughs> yeah i don't know i like them seeing being there yep that's that's a sentence uh i like seeing them be played there we go hey i can english uh but i don't really enjoy playing uh yeah. them myself so so it's cool that's uh i get to experience this way the only problem is it's a first person horror game 
Uh, and I, I, not good with that. Looking at people play those things, so it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been so bad if you didn't have if mm, the triggers yeah. weren't so perfect. So like in the game, like you'll see videos of it once we get it up and posted, but. Basically, in this game, like everything is revolving around triggers because it's an atmospheric horror game, and the triggers are basically like I'm not gonna say mm. pixel perfect, but like you have to be like in the right spot to make something happen. Like, there's no leeway with it at all. Like, there's no padding, there's no nothing. Yeah, like if you're not in the right spot, it doesn't trigger at all. And there's a zoom function, and a lot of the triggers require you to zoom and interact, even though it doesn't tell you to zoom and interact. So whenever we get stuck somewhere in the puzzle, I go ham and start zooming and interacting like a madman around <laughs> the area that we have to like hit this trigger. And I know it's just destroying Mo because it's like I know Mo, I know Mo doesn't like or do, can't handle the first person shooter stuff like that. At least that POV, and here I am, like zooming the screen every like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, anybody to get who has to go motion sickness and, oh. from playing or looking at those types of games will know uh, what it's about. So after a while, I, I have to stop because I, I would have gotten uh, very sick probably. Uh, and and not only that, it's also like being streamed through Discord, <laughs> so the the quality isn't like as good as it should be which makes it even harder for me because some stuff gets pixelated and it's it's yeah it's a thing but like i mean i lasted over two hours so i was already glad that that happened yeah yeah, yeah we, i think we played for about two and a half hours after after like 20 30 minutes of technical difficulties and understanding how to separate yeah. a bunch of audio channels <laughs> The setup was a very interesting mm -hmm, process, mm -hmm. but we got it. It's it's going. Yeah, and, uh, and I, hopefully we can get those. I watch up. a lot of like let's plays and things like that, and I know like technical difficulties are constant. Like even if you have it set up, like next time you try it, there will be something wrong with it. So looking forward, yeah, looking forward to that. So yeah. Oh, I'm sure something something will break. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some something will break in the process. Um, also, I got word that my this nice. is Game Boy stuff came into the post, so I have to go pick that up. <laughs> Probably after we get done recording, so I get to go see it live, live and in person. So, and it'll be literally hot <laughs> off the press because it is currently 93 degrees Fahrenheit. Probably, or what I don't is know. that? I don't know how to Celsius 34. Yeah. 30, 34, 34 degrees Celsius. <laughs> it is it is a steamer out today. So uh it's it's a hot one. Outside of that, um working on working on the Game Boy game that I'm working on, uh I, I, I slowed down mm -hmm. on it quite a bit because I had I hit a little bit of burnout with it. Um that wow wow kind of consumed me again for a bit. Um and doing data to just database stuff for the Game Boy, like I got I got us manuals. I just need to scan them, and I'm sure legs just like jumping at the bit. Like, 
you need to scan these manuals. If you do, we can have a bunch of them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it takes me like an hour to scan one manual. So <laughs> it takes forever. But uh, yeah, that's really all I've been up to. Oh, and I did Assassin's Creed Wrath of Druids DLC. I went 100% to that DLC. It took 20 hours. And then I think the next DLC is coming out in like a month or two, which is the Siege on Paris, which I'll 100% that as well. But I think there's a new like Assassin's always. Creed coming out this year. So. <laughs> so. A lot of yeah. Assassin's Creed probably coming in my near future. But. Yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot, yeah, actually. A lot um, what about but I'll you? just skimp over everything real quick with, with a little bit of. Uh, uh, comment on it, I guess. Um, I completed Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, uh, so I got the Platinum Trophy. That was really easy, especially because you can speed it up three times. Um, and that, that makes you long for them to put some kind of speed up in every RPG ever. Because, um, I mean, especially for, for older people like us, uh, we don't want to... <laughs> like, I know it's a thing of jrpgs or, or or arpgs or whatever that grinding is a part of it okay but like it's i don't mind the grinding if i can speed it up a little bit because it's the same action you're doing over and over again uh, and I, I just don't have the time for that you know i, I just want to get through it it's quickly so those speed up things are really cool uh i'm still praying that they will just add that onto new rpgs but i know they're not going to because they want people to just uh literally play them forever but i think it's a good thing that developers should think about uh especially because there's so many rpgs out there every year uh if you want people to play them all put some kind of speed up in there uh it doesn't. You don't even have to add the other cheats that Final Fantasy remasters do, like with uh, God Mode and things like that. Just the speed up alone, just it, it just makes it so much more fun to play, in my opinion. Uh, like the music doesn't speed up or or something like that, so you can just still enjoy that. It's just uh, the actual gameplay. So yeah, T take note uh, if any JRPG developer is listening, uh, please put that. Uh, in your future games um and speaking of slow rpgs uh i i've started the legend of dragoon uh i actually yeah so like i actually did a poll uh on my twitter because oh, i was yeah. i wanted to play a ps1 rpg uh and i have a few of them lying around and i was like mm, i don't know if i want to play chrono cross legend of dragoon or uh what was the third one wild arms 2 um and the legend of the Groon one so I'm playing that. Um, and I'm not sure, but I think this might have only come out in Europe. Um, I know it was the very first RPG that Sony of Europe made. Uh, it was their first try, and it's an amazing one. Uh, and if you want a copy right now, it's going to cost you a whole lot of money. So good luck with that. But I do recommend the game. Uh, but coming from... Final Fantasy VIII Remaster with the speed up and now playing this one because um, it is the PAL version. Again, I'm not sure if it only came out here or not. Um, okay, so yeah, it, it's already a little bit slower oh, because of the 50 here, hertz uh, thing. Um, a good example. Usually it doesn't 
really feel like it but with this one it does feel but a good example the difference between the 50 and 60 hertz if you play final fantasy 9 there's this uh special way to play it to get like a special item but you only have blah 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 uh hours to get to that but it's in game time and on the pal version of the game it's way harder to do that because it just runs slower so um that's that's a good example of the difference between it. It doesn't feel like it, but but it really is slower. Um, so yeah, I've been playing this for a bit, and I love it. I, I think it's a really great game. I love the battle system. I think it, for me at least, it was the very first one where you, uh, besides just doing the standard uh, RPG things where you have a menu when you need to choose your attack, this one introduces combos or let's say quick time events to do combos uh, during play and, and that makes it a little bit more exciting but it also drags out all the battles because you have to go through those uh, quick time events every time um so yeah the process is going very very slowly to get through this one and, and maybe that's not for everybody um because i think it's the slowest rpg i've ever played when it comes to that uh yeah, but but great animations, uh, interesting story. Uh, not the best graphics you can imagine, but it, it. I don't know. This is a really good RPG that gets overlooked a lot of times. So, um, if you're looking for a fun PS One uh, RPG, JRPG, I guess it's an ERPG because it was made in Europe. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one to uh, to check out. Um, I played a little bit of new Pokemon Snap. Uh, I've only done two areas so far. Um, I don't know, I, I haven't been feeling the need to play it, I guess. But it is fun. Uh, it is Snap, it's very relaxing. So uh, maybe when I, I really, really want to relax, I'll uh, dive more into it. Um, I'm not going to complete it with all platinum photos or takes i don't think i'm gonna do that but uh yeah it's it's a cool cool game so far um i also finally platinumed near replicant um i don't know why but probably because i'm the most unlucky person in the world but the grinding part of this one uh or farming i guess for some items to get all the upgrades for the weapons took me like 20 hours more than any estimated time to do it um, so that was a lot of fun, like, it always happens to me when I have to find, like, a rare item in a game, it takes me four times as long as anybody else for some reason, uh, even if I'm doing all the correct things to, to make it better, but yeah, that took me a while, so play near Replicant, get all endings, and stop playing it, I, I don't think it's worth, uh, doing a Platinum Trophy, unless you're somebody like me who wants to complete their games. Um, but yeah, besides that, Near Replicant is amazing. It's, it's a really cool game. I still like Automata more, but uh, Replicant, definitely uh, an amazing game. And then like in between, I also played some more uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, because yes, I've talked about this before, you need to grind haha, a lot to get to level 100, in that game it's it's actually ridiculously stupid but i'm just playing with each character because they all get a solo tour now which wasn't available in the original edition um it got patched that everybody has their own tour so i'm 
sometimes I just pick it up and play through a tour with with one of the characters. But uh, yeah, that that level one hundred thing is is still like sixty hours away or something, which you don't really want to do. Um, but yeah, that's my stuff that I've been playing non-Game Boy related, but I have made a lot of progress with Portable Pleasure. Just gonna quickly go through this list. Uh, I've played P10, which is uh, a quote-unquote puzzle game where you are a chicken that lays eggs and they go on the seesaws and there's little, uh, little chicks at the bottom and you have to get them all the way to the top before the wolf eats them. Um, it's also on another system, I don't remember which one. Uh, it's super simple, but uh, it's not that easy actually. But it, it was a fun game, and it also has a very um, disturbing final image if you <laughs> beat the game. So, uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> approved by Nintendo for some reason, but it was weird. Um, then I did Winter Gold or uh, Winter Olympics Lillehammer 94, but Winter Gold is, is easier. Um, you know what that is. It's it's an Olympics game. You do it to a few things uh you win or you don't win and then the game is over like it's super simple um played ninja taro which is a super interesting game which we will probably do an episode about in the future um but it's basically roland scurs but with a ninja and a little bit more expanded than that but yeah that's it's a really cool game um it is slow. slow he, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but your character walks super slow and the rest of the enemies in the game don't, so it was definitely not a problem that they couldn't program it. Uh, but yeah, you're the slowest ninja ever for some reason. Uh, but besides that, it's it's a really, really good game. Um, I did Shoplifter 2. Um, I think everybody knows what Shoplifter is. Uh, you're a chopper and you lift things. I mean, that that's basically it <laughs> it's a really cool game i, I always loved uh, at least two and three i think one came out on some atari thing way back in the day i don't know how that one works but two and three are definitely really cool games um i've played mcdonald land which uh, the, the game itself wasn't that bad but the momentum in in the game doesn't make any sense at all uh sometimes you you fly while you jump and other times you just fall straight down and I, I couldn't get the hang of it but at least I got through the quote-unquote turbo tunnel in one try <laughs> I was really happy about that because there's no continues I think in this game dude that that game has platforms that go from crabs yes. to platforms yes. and you can duck you can duck under the crabs perfectly fine but if you try to duck under the platform the hitbox on the platform grows and it pushes you off. Hmm, okay, yeah, I didn't have that problem. I just there were a few jumps where you needed to have momentum to get over them, and one time it did happen, and the other times it just I I have no idea how that works. Yeah, that yeah. game. That game but, is. I mean, it's fine. You you can get through it easily. So, and there's no difference between easy and hard mode either, or something. Like that. Yeah. So, whatever. Um. Yeah, we already mentioned Hugo 2, so skip that one. Uh, I've played the original Pac-Man uh, on Game Boy. It's an amazingly bad port. Uh, really do not play that game. Um, it has an issue with hitboxes and 
Also, corners for some reason. I don't know. It just doesn't work like it's supposed to. It's just an yeah, issue, it, it's so. really not good. Like if you <laughs> want to really play Pac-Man on game, we play Miss Pac-Man. That one actually works. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> or play play another version of Pac-Man, but not the Game Boy one. Uh, and it's weird because I mean, yeah. Miss Pac-Man works perfectly fine for some reason, but yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, that is true. Yeah. I I don't know why they messed up the port so bad. Nah. but I don't even like Pac-Man to begin with, so <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Um, after that, I played the Blues Brothers. Oh my God, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> the Blues Brothers. That's that's just the name. The other one is called Juke. Jukebox Adventure. Uh, oh, okay. So the yeah. So this is based on a DOS game, and you can see <laughs> when you play it that it's based on a DOS game. It is a huge, huge mess. Uh, Great music, though, because it literally plays the entire soundtrack of the Blues Brothers. So, at least you know the songs, but yeah, this is a garbage game. Absolutely garbage. I'm sorry, Blues Brothers, but... Oh boy, the, the moment you play it, you realize, oh, this was a DOS game that they ported, and it, it just doesn't work. No. Just uh, <laughs> avoid it, or check it out, because it, it is... It is very short, that's the thing, but like... The lives and the yeah, I don't know. It, I've I've only ever played uh, yeah. ju jukebox adventure, and that game that game mm -hmm. is definitely pretty jank to begin with, too, well, even yeah. as a platformer. But it, it has it has some charm to it, and yeah, like you basically just listen to the blue to the blues blow blues brothers theme. Almost the entire. Yeah, the entire yeah. At least this one has five songs, so, uh, which is which is really cool, especially for people who don't know the Blues Brothers. Like, time to watch the movie. Only the first movie, though. <laughs> Do not yeah, watch Blues Brothers two thousand, or watch it and laugh or cringe or whatever. But yeah, but Blue, Blues Brothers is uh is amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah the, the um. After that, I played Gambari Goemon Sarareta. Uh, that I messed that word up, but uh, Ebisumaru, which basically translates to uh, Mystical Ninja Goemon uh, Rescue Ebisumaru, uh, which is the other guy from the Goemon series. Uh, I love this game. It's really cool. Um, if you ever played the Goemon game on Super Nintendo, that everybody knows. I think it's just called Mystical Ninja. Um, it's that. At least the overworld thing, um, not not like the platforming stages in between, but the overworld thing for the entire game, uh, and it's it's really awesome. Except for one stage, which is completely awful, but uh, but yeah, doesn't matter. You have passwords for each stage, so you can get through them. Uh, the only problem is this is only in uh, Japanese on Game Boy, at least uh, on original Game Boy. There is a Game Boy Color version on the Konami Collection Volume 3 or something, which has a translated version. Um, if you like just looking around on your own without knowing what you need to do, you can play the, uh, the Japanese version, uh, but like... You can talk to people and they literally tell you what to do, but as I couldn't read Japanese, I was just walking around and trying to figure it out. And it's easy to do so. Uh, but maybe check out the Game Boy Color version just because it is translated. It will make it a little bit shorter that way. But otherwise, amazing game. Absolutely. 
Um, after that, I went to Vegas Steaks. Um, I picked that up because there, I okay. I, hmm, this is hard to say. Somebody put a bounty on Vegas Steaks to get a new world record. Um, I wasn't going for that. I just wanted to check out the game and how the RNG manipulation worked in in that. Um, so yeah, I spent some time with it trying to figure it out, and I actually. Um, explained that the bounty was there and somebody who was watching me actually did figure out better RNG and beat the world record. So uh, he's probably enjoying his, uh, what was it, $200? Yeah, so I, I hope he's enjoying his uh, bounty. Uh, but yeah, I, I made him check out the game. Uh, yeah, it's a casino game. If you don't know Vegas Stakes, like AVGN just did an episode on it, really. Um, yeah, really, really good episode, one. mind you. It's probably, yeah. probably the uh, best episode. Because it has Shaq <laughs> food in it. True, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, like, it, it's just what you expect. It's blackjack, it's poker, it's uh, roulette, craps, and... Something else. Oh, slots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, slots. you need to get $100,000 and then you go to the high rolling casino. And if you get 999, blah, 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 uh, you win the game, basically. But you can like manipulate a few things to get money easier. And then when you have enough, you can actually like play blackjack or roulette and, and try to actually win the game. It's It's like... Pretty easy to do. Um, after that, I checked out Cool Hand. Um, I thought it was a casino game, but it's not. It's it's actually called Las Vegas Cool Hand, but the Game Boy version is uh, just Cool Hand. Um, it's card games. Like, you have Blackjack, uh, Solitaire, and Cribbage. Uh, Blackjack is completely rigged. Um, you can get a winning screen if you, again, go to $999,999. But... It's so rigged that it wasn't fun anymore, so I didn't even try. But yeah, it's just blackjack. Like there's there's nothing more you can say about it. Um, but each of the games do have like the different rules from different casinos and things like that. If if you're really into that, so you can play whichever one you would like. Uh, Solitaire um, has also four variations. Um, Klondike is the one you all know. The one you played on Windows, probably, or, or just on your own. It's, it's just normal solitaire. Uh, but yeah, of course, it's a luck-based game. Like, there's no way to always win that. So you just have to play it until you uh, you get lucky with it. I did try out the three different versions of it. I can't remember what they were called, but they are even more based on just having luck. Uh, I didn't like those variations at all, so uh, maybe somebody else does like them, but but I don't. Um, I only know two variations myself, the Klondike one, which we just call Normal Solitaire, and then Clock Solitaire, uh, where you just like put everything like on the hours of the clock in a circle, and then you have a stack in the middle, and if you pull a one, you put it at a one and you pick the next card and blah, blah, blah. But if you pull all kings, you die, basically. Oh. But yeah, again, that's that's pure luck-based. Like, there's just no way to actually uh, finish it. Um, and then the last one, and I was kind of afraid for that, is Cribbage. Because I had no idea what Cribbage was. It looked so weird. Uh, but I did look up a video of it explaining how it worked. And I was like, okay, this is actually 
pretty simple to play, um, but there's so many ways you gain point, points in that game that I would not be able to play it without an automated system tallying the points. And luckily, of course, on Game Boy, it automatically tallies it. So uh, it was pretty easy to win a game of that. Uh, but now I know how to play Krimmage, which is really cool. Uh, so after that, I play. <laughs> I just found something and I, I saw that it was like a half hour video. Um, and I only had half an hour left to stream, so I was like, let me check this out real quick. And it's a game called Zetai Muteki Raijino, which is a... Uh, I keep forgetting how they are called. Um, Sentai, is that it? Like the... the uh, things like Power Rangers and, and stuff like that. Uh, shows like that. It's one of those shows. Uh, this game is absolute bullshit it <laughs> i can't explain this game you just have to watch my video or another video on uh, on the interwebs about it but <laughs> great music great graphics but i think they forgot that they were actually making a game and it was over in 10 minutes basically yeah. um and then yeah and then finally after three and a half years yes that's how long it took me I finally picked <laughs> picked uh, up Adventures of Lolo again to finally finish it, and I still hate it. I I just do not like that game at all. Uh, but I will get through it. I think I have twenty five stages left. I just want to get it over with, so it's finally done. But yeah, I hated this game so much the first time I played it that I waited three and a half years before picking it back up again. So, uh, and I know there's a lot of people who love Lolo out there, but it's, it's not for me, and it will never be. It's how I am with that Ghostbusters puzzle game. Not not new Ghostbusters, like not with the one that's like the person following you around, but like the one where you have to like break the floor. Or yeah, Garfield Garf in Europe, I think. Yeah, the Garfield Labyrinth game. But like the Ghostbusters, but it's called Ghostbusters 2, I think, or Ghostbusters in America. God, that, yeah. I do not like that game. I played that game three, four years ago, and I got halfway through it, and I still haven't picked it back up yet. Yeah, sometimes you just come across a game you really don't like, and yeah, I, I just have to get through it, so... Hopefully next week I'll I'll have it finished. So, but yeah, awful game. Anyways, that's uh, that's all I've been playing. So I guess it's <laughs> time to dive into. Uh, that's all you've been playing. Yeah, literally, it's a lot, but literally played as many games in like in two weeks that I play in a in, a, in like a year. <laughs> yeah, I did play a lot. Uh, most of them were were short enough. To, to have this kind of list. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, um, with that, we'll, we'll actually dive into this week's episode. Um, and by the way, if, if I sound a little, like, non-interested today, uh, I am interested, but I am absolutely wrecked today. Um, I didn't get much sleep, for starters, the past two days. Um, and I went to a amusement park yesterday uh, with my my godchild and and its parents. Um, 
and then absolutely wrecked me. Um, it's been like 16 years since I went to an amusement park, and now that there's uh, the the coronavirus, there's like a limited amount of people allowed. So we we had we did everything multiple times, and whew, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Uh, <laughs> it actually took its toll on me. Plus, then there was like five hours of sitting in a car. Uh, which I hate. I, I can't stand sitting in a car for more than an hour. So today I'm a little uh, out there. So, but I'm, I'm very interested. But I, I do uh, probably sound super tired at this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when we come back, we're gonna be talking about a very Japanese game about a magical cat raccoon shapeshifter so stay tuned Welcome back, everybody. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about Poco Neon Yume no Dabuken, or Poco Neon Dream Big Adventure. Yes, uh, or even, uh, especially outside of Japan, uh, Rocky Rakat. Rocky Rakat. That's, that's how they call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this this game, or this game, this the the character itself is kind of interesting. I, we can go over a little bit of that in a second. But uh, this game was released August fifth of nineteen ninety four, developed by Toho and Funari. So, uh, what happened with this was when this game was released, Toho literally went out of business. Um. So there's actually a copyright in the actual memory of of this ROM or of this game that says that shows that this game was actually st- at least started in 1993. Um, mm-hmm. So when this game was developed, it was developed by Toho and Funari uh, and published by Toho. But like I said, like basically, like after this game was released, Toho went out of business. I think in ni- in ninety six. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> poor, poor Toho. And if you don't know who Toho is, just think Godzilla. Um, that's probably one of their bigger things that Amer- like Western society would know it from. Mm-hmm. Um, composers, we got Makoto, Makoto, Ig- Ig- oh, God, I'm so bad with Japanese game name, <laughs> Makoto Igarashi. Minuro Indo. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't find much information about them, but one of those two, I think Minura Endo, um, is actually like a real composer, like not specifically for video games, but somehow they did end up working on this project. Because uh, I, I saw a lot of like pictures of, uh, of the person and it looked like he was like, or still is, uh, again, I can't find much about the person, but uh, that that is like an actual composer at least. But yeah, I mean, everybody is a composer that makes music, but 
like in a different way. Like video games are not their uh, their forte uh, in this example. And then a new general overview section genre. Yeah, <laughs> puzzle got introduced during the battle toads thing. Yeah, <laughs> puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, plot. So before we get into the plot, I feel like we need to. A lot of people probably don't know what Poco Neon or Rocky mm-hmm. Rocket is at all. I took the time to watch two short episodes because the 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 anime that came out there were only 170 episodes which sounds like a lot but they were only 10 minutes each like it's one of those mm-hmm. one of those shorts uh and I watched a few of them so just to understand what this is all about a little girl named Miki and her family were were hiking in Japan and Miki got tired, so her parents were just like, well, if you can't keep up, you know, blah, 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 just kind of making fun of her. They kind of just, like, left her in the woods. Um, <laughs> and then, basically, you she heard this, like, crying coming from, like, behind some, like, grass or whatever. And when she walked over and, like, parted the grass, Pokoneon was there sleeping. And when she basically scared it it turned into this it turned into like a smaller version of itself and went into her backpack and it ate all of their food that they were carrying <laughs> for the hike um and then when they went back cuz her pair her parents were like oh look there's something in my bag and the dad was like whoa a caterpillar must have got in there and I was like yeah one big caterpillar apparently but like once you know, once they open the bag, they're like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" And our food's eating. Let's go back home. And then it got free, and it went into like all of her friends' backpacks and started rain, just raining havoc. And eventually, like what happens that Poco Neon can actually shape shift into things around its uh, around its environment. Um, so it can turn into a bird. It can turn into a fish. It can turn into pretty much whatever the heck it wants. Um, it's not a mischief maker by any means. It's just uh, a girl with a... You can think of like an imaginary friend, right? Like your imaginary friend can do anything. It kind of like in that in that sense. Mm, um, yeah. Like this ties into it a bit from like the Rocky Raquette description then for, for how that show was. I've never seen it because I don't think it was uh, localized here in, in Belgium yeah. at least. But... Um, like from from the description of Rocky Rakata, and it's like uh, Rocky uses his powers because he's named Rocky in the uh, in the thing, and yep. uh, the girl is named Amy in the quote unquote English uh, version of it. Um, so Rocky uses his powers to turn Amy's dreams into real life adventures. Although Rocky's efforts are well-intended, his efforts are not always successful. Occasionally, these adventures short-circuit and become near disasters. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely like an imaginary friend that can make your dreams come true, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah this the, the anime itself has a very interesting, like... I don't want to say history, but, like, port. So it's do- it was dominantly popular in Japan, obviously, and Vietnam. But there are but episodes did go out to um like Egypt, 
the Middle East and places of that nature. We never got it here in America. Uh, I don't know if you ever got it in Northern Europe. At <laughs> Not all. that I can remember, at least. Like, I, I can't... Like, this is definitely made for a very young audience, but yes. it was my age gap at that time, but I can't remember ever seeing this. Yeah, this was made for a very, very young audience. Um, even the game was, too, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll touch that here in a second. But um, the theme song is very... It's very catchy, and if you listen to them, they're all different. So, like the Japanese mm. one is very upbeat and kind of kind of loud, but if you listen to the Vietnamese intro of Rocky Raquette, because they don't they don't call it Poco Neon in Vietnam, they call it Rocky Rocky Raquette in Vietnam. Um, it's the same Japanese intro, but they pulled the treble down and lifted the bass up and then voiceovered the Japanese. So uh, it, it's very interesting. And then if you listen to like the, the India version, the Egyptian version, like they're all very, they all have like a very subtle difference to them, but overall it's almost the same intro, uh, just a very, just like tweaked here and there. Uh, it's mm, a, it's a, mm. it's an interesting anime. I, I'm not going to watch all 170 episodes. Like I'm probably just going to watch like the three that I did just to understand what this thing was. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's the three that I watched honestly weren't all that bad. Like it was very, very early mid nineties anime. So, uh, so the plot of this game now leading into it, and this is from what I gathered with Google Lens to translate, because like we said, this game is exclusive to Japan, and Mo and I don't know Japanese. So mm -hmm. I used my phone's Google Lens to translate Japanese to English the best that it, it can do, which, by the way, is not very good. <laughs> um, so all of your friends are... All of your friends are sleeping or in some sort of sleeping curse. And what's in you play as Poco Neon or Rocky Raquette with the guidance from your friend Miki uh, or Amy. And you must play through all of the stages, gather keys to unlock these seeds to awaken your friends from their sleep curse. That's essentially it's, is what the plot is. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, there's a lot of dialogue during the game when you're entering a world and when yeah. you finish the world, but I mean. Will it be very important to the overall uh, thing of the game? No. Probably not, but uh, yeah, it probably kind of plays out like yeah, an intro and an outro to an episode of of, uh, of the anime or something. But uh, this is really basically all you need to know about the game to to understand what's going on. Actually, yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> In the game, once once you once you press start and go through some some small dialogue between Pokemon and Miki, uh, you get presented a overworld, and in the overworld you have a bunch of houses kind of spread out amongst this island uh, that have Z's coming out of them. That means there's people sleeping in the houses. Something you may not notice right away when playing the game because it's a very subtle thing is that around all of the houses with the Z's. There is a small animated like grass or some sort of ground movement around these houses. That means that there is like some sort of weird 
curse or some sort of thing around this house, like causing them to sleep in the house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you've completed the stage, and when completed, I mean we, we we mean collecting the keys, which we'll get into in a second. You collect keys, unlock the seed, and then that cursed ground around the house just disappears, and a fly comes out of the chimney. Um, so that's that's something with the overworld, and then you move Poco Neon through the overworld. You have to be over the house, and you hit the house to go into the, and go into the the dream realm, so to speak. Um, but 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 um, he does move kind of slow in the overworld. Uh, but graphically, yeah. it looks good. Like there is a lot of blending because it's a Game Boy game, right? So there is some colors that do blend together a decent amount. But overall, like graphically in the overworld, it's it's great. I just wish Poco could move a little quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. He does poke around a little bit. <laughs> um, once you've once you've entered a, a home, which is interesting too, because two of the characters is Mika Miki's parents. Uh, the yeah. second the second house you enter is her father's, and like the fourth or fifth house you may enter is her mother. So maybe her parents separated. May I, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on there. Um, yeah, I think that's just random. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happens after the anime. <laughs> um, once you once you go into once you go into a house though you can see your friend or your parents sleeping and basically Mickey's like hey let's go see what they're dreaming about and Poco Neon basically goes into the dream um and here's where the actual gameplay starts like this is where the puzzle platforming starts uh A is to jump and B makes your tail wiggle which puts out this like magic powder or some sort of sparkle that transforms enemies into usable items to traverse through the stages, which is an interesting concept and a really cool concept because Poco Neon himself is the one that's actually supposed to transform into something, but it's a Game Boy game, so they probably had a lot of limitations to that, so instead of making Poco Neon transform into a bunch of different things to traverse the stage, they basically gave him an quote-unquote attack to transform enemies into objects to get through the stage, which I thought was actually a really cool thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a cool concept to do for sure. I, I mean, it has been used in other games nowadays uh, for oh, yeah. sure, but um, it, it kind of reminds me of like a boy on his blob, for example, where yep. uh, you have like one thing with you but you can transform it into a bunch of other things to help you uh figure out the puzzles um it's a lot easier than that game because the boy on his blob is a complete mess in my opinion yes. uh but yeah it it, it kind of resembles that for sure uh but yeah i i wasn't even expecting that when i started the game um like like with any platforming game there's two things you will always do uh, when it comes to like attacking enemies. You jump on them. If that doesn't work, you try your attack. And yeah, you can't kill enemies in this game. So it was really weird when I first started it. Uh, but it 
it makes sense immediately when you see uh, the first enemy transform, what you need to do. Yeah, and then um, as you progress through these stages, you come across two types of collectibles. You have ice cream, uh, and the ice cream allows you to gain extra lives. Uh, and then you can collect mm -hmm. keys. And there are seven hidden keys throughout the stage. Uh, and when we say hidden, they're not like <coughs> hidden, hidden, where like, well, I have to go into like this weird, like secret room that's crazy out of the way. Hidden mm -hmm. as in you may have to diverge from the path a little bit to get to the key. Have to understand this game was made for very young children. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. It's basically like every world is made of let's say seven to eight rooms in total um so seven of those will have a key one might not have a key or some might even have two keys i think if i remember correctly yeah. uh but it's always uh the same principle you have one quote-unquote uh puzzle that you need to solve to get to the end of the room and then you have another puzzle to solve in the room to get access to either ice cream uh, or a key. So it, it, yep. It's basically set up like that. Yeah, and then if you don't collect the seven keys, you can, fi you can finish the stage, but you won't complete the stage. Uh, your friend will still be in a, in a sleep state. So in order to complete the stage... You have to collect the seven keys to open the seed chest to rid rid the curse around the house. Um, yep. As you progress through the stages as well, too, there are little mini games that you can play as well. Uh, I believe it's just dominantly. There's two bonus games. I one of them is a slots game. I don't think I ever got the second mm -hmm. one. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even remember now what the second one is actually. Uh, I don't hmm. think I, I don't think I ever got a, I don't think I ever got the second one. I've always got I always got the slots machine. Yeah, now I can't remember. Actually, that's weird. But like, I think no. There, there there's like, is it question marks that you can find? It's another collectible. It looks like a collectible, yeah. and if you get it, you either go into like a little bonus room where you can collect ice cream, or, huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, now I don't remember, actually. That's weird. It's, yeah, it's, no, that's what it was. Mm, yeah, you had a little maze to get the ice cream. Yeah, Because yeah, you can run yeah. with Poco Neon if you hold the B button, which is mm -hmm, your attack. Mm -hmm. If you hold down the B button, you can run. And if you don't run through those mazes to get the ice cream, you actually can't collect all of the ice cream at all. So, mm -hmm, yeah, there's mm -hmm. there's a bonus game for mazes that... that when we say mazes, we mean, like, drop down to the left, drop down to the right cross the finish line type deal very like simple yeah there's they're nothing crazy by any means so yeah you had like a, a a maze bonus game to collect ice cream cones and you had a slot machine yeah and both are just to get extra lives basically yeah. that's all there's to it yeah and then uh the, the game is has a really the game progresses really interesting too because it's you can start. You can kind of go in a level order, right? You can kind of go in. Well, this house is next. This house is next. This house is next. 
Mm-hmm. Or if you really want to be real crazy, you can start from the quote-unquote end and work your way back to the beginning. Uh, because since it's, a, it's an overworld-type game, and you get to pick what level you want to go into, you can take Poco Neon to any of the cabins in whatever order you seem fit. For the, mm-hmm. for the, for the simplicity of this episode... We're just going to go whatever houses came next in line just to keep it simple. But just know that you can pick any level in any order that you want. So the progression of this game is kind of interesting because like the first the first three houses, I would say, or the first three dreams you go into, they're really easy. And they actually seem shorter than the later ones. And the yeah. reason that the later ones seem so long is just because like, there's a bit more to them. Like there's a bit more complexity to them. Like you may have to take out a couple of extra enemies to like combo into getting up to a higher platform or to combo to get a key or whatever it may be. They all have the same amount of screen segments to the fair to the finish. It's just that each screen may take a little longer because, because the complexity and difficulty is starting to raise up. Um, so if you wanted to start with the hard levels first and then finish with the easy levels, you can do that. Or if you wanted to finish, start with the easy and end with the hard, you can also do that as well. Uh, so the yeah. game is very flexible in, in terms of that. Mm-hmm. And also take heart with a grain of salt, of course, because yes. it, it is not hard at all. Like This is one of the easiest puzzle platformers for sure. Uh, hard means basically like you have to combine things to yeah. progress the way you want Hard. to it yeah uh, but like it's still very simplistic um it, it you can't do that much different things throughout the worlds um it's not like there's always gonna be new types of enemies with new types of abilities or items they will uh, spawn into no it's just always the same things that do the exact same uh thing for you so yeah. you can learn how to use them correctly the setup how to use them just gets a little bit more complicated that's that's what's really going on there um if you do not collect all the keys in a stage don't worry Um, yes you can enter the stage again for sure but you do not have to collect all seven keys again Um, the game is clever enough that it actually just remembers how many keys you got Um, so you can just find that one you Missed because you weren't looking in a corner there or something like that, and just pick that one up and then just finish the stage again. So um, I I thought that was really cool that they actually did that. Yeah, that's it's super super nice. Like obviously it's not going to tell you like what screen segment that your missing key is from. So like you're still going to have to do some some detective work to figure out where where it was. But you can know at least like hey I'm missing one key, you know so. You, you just start looking around for that one key or you're only missing two keys. But yeah, you get to keep all of your keys upon leaving leaving that stage if you didn't collect them all. Um, another, like, again, going back to the quote-unquote hard, harder stages. And when it, with harder, it's like you have maybe have to turn an enemy into an object and push it off a ledge and then use then take it somewhere else like it's just not right there like they were in the earlier stages Mm -hmm. um like mo said this is probably one of the easier puzzle platforming (laughs) games you'll play at least for the game boy um so yeah there there also is of course uh 
the one hit death in this game. Yes. Um, at least you start with one hit. Um, but there are these flowers throughout the stage that you can also uh, like dust with your ma magic pixel pixie dust. I I made a sentence again. God, I'm tired. <laughs> So there are some flowers throughout the stage and you can use your magic dust to make them bloom, which gives you an extra hit. And I think up to three hits yep. in total. Um, you'll probably be good for the rest of the game, really. Um, I don't think there's one hit kills unless the spikes were, but I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, there, there's plenty of those flowers around to... Uh, get you back in shape at least um yeah. and if you are collecting all those ice creams you come across just because you're having fun with this game because it's it is, it is really fun, fun game yeah. um you should have enough lives anyways to uh to get yourself through the stage um and if you happen to die in a screen you just get put back in that screen where you were yeah there is one small frustration i would say with the with the dust is once you've dusted an enemy it turns into an object if you dust that object the enemy gets killed mm. um yeah. but it does respawn but it, you get it, it does get killed the dust has a weird hitbox to it so if yes. you if you dust something and transform it and if you move away you may think you're far enough away to get the next enemy that's coming or whatever it may be and you dust and you'll magically somehow hit the object and break it. Or sometimes if you're too close to the enemy, I've had this happen in my playthrough, where you dust, the dust went beyond the enemy's hitbox, and the enemy ended mm -hmm. up hitting me. So yep. um the the pixie the the the, the pixie dust is, is is probably one of my bigger frustrations with the game. Simply because like the 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 hitbox around it and the distance like detection is a little weird with it um so just take that you know just take that for what it is cuz there are times where like you're going to have two two enemies coming at you and your your instinct is going to want to mash that b button but if you mash the B button, you're going to destroy the enemy that's in front of the other enemy and the other enemy is going to hit you. So you have to kind of like strategically understand like how this game kind of operates with with the objects. Yep. Um, that's on, that was honestly one of the bigger flaws that I found in the game, which is pretty impressive for me because I usually try and complain about every game that I play. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's dive into, well, let's, we, we can't, we're not going to deep dive into this one because if we did, this would be like a four hour episode and legs, <laughs> legs is getting, legs got mad. All right. She didn't like the <laughs> three hour episodes we've been doing. So we're going to try and give her some, some break here. Uh, so I'm sure it's going to go over like the dream worlds and like the quote unquote theme of each one. If I could, if I, if I could translate it with, with my phone, um, so the first dream world uh, you're going to encounter, the first house, is Atari Sakura's dream, which is interesting because in the anime, I believe she has blue hair, but in the game, they gave her red hair. I don't think they hmm. watched the anime. Um, <laughs> I, Google Translate couldn't... <laughs> 
couldn't figure out what the theme of this world was, but the background has trains and cards. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, um, who knows? <laughs> Google apparently doesn't. Um, <laughs> the next one is Miki's dad, uh, Shigeru Ko- Konoha. Uh, again, don't know what his dream translated to either. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to set up this list as well, and I was like, oh yeah, the first one is kind of like a play, like a play, not a not a flying plane, a, just the planes, you know, like outside. And then I went into the second one, and this all actually looks the same. Uh, so <laughs> I couldn't really distinguish anything between them after a while, so I gave up basically. And then the next stage, World Three, we'll call it. This is actually not their name. This is just what Google gave me. They gave me mm. Kochan, which I know is not their name, but I don't know their name because if you actually look up the character list for this anime, good luck. It only tells you the three main characters. Yeah. So, good luck. Um, but this one translated to Toy Dream. So, all like the mm. theme of the dream was toys, uh, which is great which is actually ties into that character very well because that character is actually the youngest of all of the friends and all of the characters that interact with poco neon so that one actually fits in quite well yeah um world four is kikuno suke hanada's dream and ki Kikunosuke. There you go. Is a bit of a a chubbier kid of the anime. So his dream is food-based in the game. Uh, So they actually tied the dreams to the character actually quite well. They just miscolored the characters and the screens. Right. Um, Miki's mom, uh, Midori... Midori Konoha's dream is a forest dream, which is an interesting dream to have for her because that is a throwback to the first episode of the anime, which I thought was actually super, super cool. Um, the next dream was Shusaku Hinoki's dream, which I couldn't figure out. Google couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to translate that one. And then <laughs> World 7 was Noboru Kusunoki's dream, and that one translates to the fish sky theme, which is fitting because if you play through that world, there's a bunch of whales and dolphins in the sky. Um, (laughs) So that one fits pretty well in that one. And then... (laughs) And then in order to unlock World A, so like we said, like so you have to collect these seven state you have to collect these seven keys to complete each stage. To to pl- to plant the seed to get rid of the curse. It, uh upon upon finishing the seven stages, you get an eighth stage. You get an eighth dream world where Miki herself is now rendered you know, or now has a sleep curse, and you don't have to go through Miki's mm-hmm. dream to uh to wake her up and it's the same thing as you play the previous seven worlds um but something else interesting too with the overworld is that 
as you as you travel through the overworld, which mind you, the overworld is small. Like we're not talking like Mar- we're not talking like Roland's Cursed Overworld or like Ultima. Think of like Mario Three if it didn't have the paths to follow. Yep, um, exactly. So as you as you travel through this overworld, you'll notice that every house has this Z come out of them except for one, which is at the very top. That is Mickey's house, and Mickey is well awake because she's guiding you th- with all the you know through all these dreams. And at the very end, Mickey gets put to sleep. And then you have to go to her. You, know, you don't even have to travel to her house. The game automatically puts you there, and you just play play through that stage. Um, hmm. Yeah, that one is the most resembling of like a, a forest, really. I want to say. Yeah. I mean that that one really, really looks like a forest or or almost a jungle, but not really. But I, but there are gators there, I think. Uh, but yeah, that one feels the most tied up to her. Probably when she met uh, uh, Pocognano Rocky, like yeah. going back to to the origin of uh, of the actual anime. Uh, and then once you once you've woken Miki up, uh, you get a you get a little cutscene type deal, a, a Game Boy style cutscene, obviously, uh, where all of her friends and parents and everyone is just, hey, you know what happened? Oh my God, this was weird, and thank you for curing the sleep curse and things of that nature. <laughs> uh, and then it rolls credits, basically. So. That's the game in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but it's actually a pretty long game. It is a long game, yeah. It's, it surprised me how long it was, because like, I remember talking to Mo about this when I was watching Mo stream this. I was like, oh, this would be, a, this would be an interesting speedrun. And we're, then he was just like, well, I think you have to collect these keys. And it's like, no. So like, I was blown through these stages just off stream while Mo was playing. And yeah, no, you have to collect the seven keys. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. The the game does not it doesn't give you like a bad ending or something. No, it's just it just doesn't keeps end. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't end at all. So um yeah, no, I think like the game I think the game took me like an hour and a half, maybe two hours to play, which is like at, for a for a, a very kiddie game like this, <clears throat> like it's long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me it took a little bit longer uh, due to the fact that it soft locked on me twice, <laughs> yeah. um, which probably has nothing to do with the actual game. Um, as far as I can tell, it was tied to like my Super Game Boy or something like with with the save function or or what what i was i using the save function or did i use the save function to prevent it i think um, you, you use save states to i think prevent well you use save you have to prevent the software ending yeah. stream and you're like i'm just gonna save so we can pick it up again tomorrow because there's no passwords there's no continuing in this game at all that's so, the, the so thing, you did a save state and then if then it soft locked on you so then you did like a safety save state after a while yeah yeah 
So yeah, it, it's not tied to the game itself, it's just an Everdrive issue that I had. But I had to like restart two times, um, which I didn't mind at all because I was absolutely loving this game while playing it. So Yeah, I didn't have any locking issues at all. Like I said, the, yeah. the only... Like not the only the biggest frustration I had with the game was was the was how the dust could screw you over at times. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like that was my biggest frustration. I and mean, even then, like it wasn't that big of a deal. Just... Yeah. So, almost a near perfect game. Almost. I think I gave it an eight. <laughs> <Ten>. <laughs> Yeah. Again, I don't do ratings, so uh, yeah, I just really think this is a super game. Because immediately after I finished it, I was like, let's do an episode on this. This is really cool. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think I played it literally after you played it. Because I was like, wow, that yeah. game actually looks fun. So yeah. I, I, that's when I played it. Um, yeah, highly, highly recommend playing this game. Uh, cover art. So the cover, the cover art for this is actually really funny. Um, the cover art is a screenshot from the anime. <laughs> um, but there's something interesting about this one because a lot of times the cover art is the same for the label on the cartridge, <laughs> but not in this case. The cartridge has different has a different label art than the actual box art. So we'll start with the box art first. And like I said. It's a direct screenshot from the anime. Uh, it's Poco Neon, front and center, running, looking back at Miki. And above says Poco Neon with the Tanuki tail and the eyes at the very end of it. Very colorful, mm -hmm. very anime cover art. Um, something else to understand with this, too, is that during the, especially the early and mid-90s, Tanuki was very popular in Japanese culture. Cue Mario 3. Um, mm -hmm. It was a very popular thing. So there's there's no coincidence that Poco Neon Rocky Rocky Racket is a Tanuki. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cross between a Tanuki and a, and a cat. And that's why they named him Rocky Rakat uh, in the other versions. Uh, and for people who don't know what a tanuki is, it's it's not an actual raccoon. It's more of like a mythical creature uh, with one very distinguishable uh, thing about them that I'm not going to comment on. Uh, but they're, they're like magical creatures, but they do kind of look like raccoons. Um, so that's where the... The thing with a raccoon and cats, so it's a racket. Uh, for people they, who didn't know they, why we were saying racket the entire time, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a subspecies of a of a it it's a subspecies. It's it's a Japanese raccoon dog, is what a tanuki mm -hmm. is. It's a subspecies, but it's significantly used in Japanese folklore since. Yeah the dawn of time basically yep so. and everybody knows it in western culture as well uh, oh. yeah and then um the cartridge label is i kind of wish the hearts were ice cream because it would it would blend it would make the it would make the label match the game a bit more <laughs> but the the cartridge label 
is a is a has a background print, uh, a heart print that is kind of like a mint green, and it has like a, a very pale yellow in the background of it as well. Um, and then in the foreground, the front, it just says poke is it, it's the Poco Neon logo uh, <laughs> with the Tanuki tail and the eyes, and it says Toho Co Limited underneath of it in big bold blue. Uh, text so mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, the, the cartridge isn't special or anything uh, no like th- this wouldn't unless you can read it <laughs> and you know Japanese like then you would know what this card was otherwise you would have no idea what this would uh, would be no. but then again looking at the box art you wouldn't be able to tell what kind of game it is either unless you like know the anime or the series like um i we didn't get this but uh, in europe this would definitely not have been the box art uh for sure just a still or something but if you would see this in the store as a like i guess young adult uh you would probably just ignore this because it looks way too uh too kiddy to pick up um even though i like it i I like the style of this anime i think it's uh it's very cool it's like a little bit more western uh than usual uh but yeah it it definitely looks like a kids show and you would avoid that because then you're not cool uh as a teen so yeah yeah. and and if this came out in america like i can tell you now like we would we wouldn't have had that cover either it probably would have said like Poco Neon's big adventure or something, and mm. it just had like Poco Neon carrying a machine gun with a machete like next, <laughs> next to him, with just like going down some like dark dark graffitied alley. That's probably what the Americans. So cover so, so the cover of Reservoir Rat. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, but then with a raccoon. Well, or, yeah. <laughs> But Pretty no, like the, the American one would have been like Poco Neon, you know, and then it would have had like Poco Neon's like face, like kind of probably right below that, like big front and center. Then it would have had like a lock cab in the background with like Mickey, like barely, rec- barely like recognizable, like sitting <laughs> on the sitting on the porch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been something along those lines, probably. Yeah. It wouldn't have yeah, been this. <laughs> yeah, I think the European one would be similar to the Mr. Nuts cover art, where, like, yeah. Mr. Nuts, or in this case, Pokanyan, would be, like, right in the center, looking directly towards you with with yep. a, a less kit-like looking background, so it looked a little bit more exciting. Like, Europe does like to keep uh, the cuteness in everything, but uh, it would have been a little bit more serious than this. Um, and and for people who are wondering, um, like Miki basically looks like a, at least in this still uh, looks like a very very young Bulma from Dragon Ball. Yeah, she she looks that way in the anime as well too. Yeah, very yeah. very like we're talking like six year old Bulma. Yeah, spot on basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, trivia. Oh, you got some trivia here. Look at you. 
I got some trivia because, yeah, I was trying to look up information about this, but again, we don't have access to Japanese, like, websites and things like that, so we just have to make do with what we can find. Um, but I did find that there's also a Super Nintendo game, um, and I think those are the only two Pokonyan games that ever got made. Uh, but that one is called uh, Pokonyan and Pokorin Adventure, um, and I uh, looked at the thing a little bit. Uh, and it looks like a very standard platformer uh, where you can actually do jump on enemies and, and uh, kill them with, with like a tail whip uh, in this case. Uh, but Pokonyan in this one does transform into other animals too, like uh, to reverse certain objects and things like that. Um, and I, for people who want to check it out or play it themselves, uh, it looks like it's only like a 40 minute game, which is really short for a Super Nintendo game. It also looks super easy, so it's definitely made for children. Uh, but definitely take a closer look to the owl transformation when it's flying, because it, it has a very interesting sprite that ties back to the Tanuki. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely check that out. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it looks like a cool game at least. It, it looks good. Even graphically it, it looks it looks like a nice game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So I, I I may want to check that out eventually. Yeah. Um so reception of the game is this game did didn't sell well at all. Uh, the game, the the Game Boy game, didn't sell well, mostly because it had a small print run. Um, this game was aimed very exclusively at young children. Um, how and again, when this game was released, Toho went out of business shortly after, and this game only was released in Japan. So a game that didn't sell well had a small print that was aimed towards young children from a company that went out of business shortly thereafter. You can expect that that game is uh, hard to come by at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, fa I found, I've only ever found one copy and it was like 60 bucks to lose for the cart. So it's, it's one of those games. Um, like I mentioned earlier, development was in progress for this game in 1993, uh, as we found in in the memory string from Funari. Like Funari, Funari was actually the original developers of this game with the original mm -hmm. copyright. I'm assuming either Funari went out of business or they were a subsidiary of Toho, and Toho just was like, you know what? Now you're just a part of us. Now it just went under the Toho name. Because uh, Funari only had two games under its under its belt, uh, this one and some other Japanese game I forgot what what it what it was called. Um, again, the and the animes there were 170 episodes, 10 minutes per, and I think there were only two volumes of the manga as well too. So. There you go. That's everything you need to know about Poco Neon for the Game Boy. Yeah, unless there is more that we just can't find, but... Uh. Oh, yeah, unless there's more that we can't find, A or B, like we said, we don't know Japanese, so there could be more, t like, not more to the game, but, like, the actual story, the plot, the levels, whatever, that we just can't read, like, 
what they actually are saying. <laughs> so, like I said, like I, I relied heavily on my Google Lens translator, and Google translating kanji isn't the greatest. So, um, yeah, gotta work with what you get. Yeah, we did pretty good. I would say we did phenomenal, especially since there is near zero information about this game online. Yeah, like I, or about Pokonyan in general, for some yeah. reason. Like, usually when you look up an anime, you get, like, tons of information, but literally if you go to the Pokonyan wiki page, it's nothing. There, there is nothing. There's, like there's two, two lines. Yeah, there's two <laughs> sentences, and it tells you about three of, like, the nine characters in the game. Yeah, or the uh, show. but yeah. It does say the article may be expanded with text translated from the corresponding article in Japanese. Uh, but yeah, if, if you yeah. click that, uh, there is a lot, but I can't read anything from it. So, But yeah, it has the episode list and things like that. It, it has a lot more. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, Mo and I will give you some of <laughs> our more of our initial th- thoughts on the game. And uh, the, the non-existent speedrun section of this <laughs> yeah. game. So stay tuned. back everybody so let's start with you mo thoughts history with the game like you you said earlier that it, it didn't come out in at least you don't remember it coming out in europe in a way when you were a kid so no yeah usually i recognize like characters but but this one does not feel familiar at all so i really doubt it um so yeah, with that I, I definitely have no history with the game neither. Um, I didn't play it before. I played it for portable pleasure. Um, so it, it was still on my list at least because I don't do all Japanese games, only the ones that I know are beatable. Um, so I must have checked it out for sure and, and kept it on my list while I was uh, while I was purging it. Um, then going into it, I thought I was playing just a normal platformer. Um, so like I mentioned, I immediately went to the enemy, tried jumping on him, tried killing him, and it didn't work. Um, and it felt kind of janky starting out. I don't know why, like, it didn't feel as smooth as it should have been. Um, until I realized it was a puzzle platformer that, that I wasn't supposed to, like, rush through the levels and things like that. And... Um, yeah, just immediately from the first stage onwards when I uh, knew what they expected uh, for me to do in this game, I just fell in love with it because uh, it, it was a very interesting concept, at least not something I had played on Game Boy before. Um, 
uh, yeah, it was very simple because again, I'm not good at puzzle games or anything, but uh, yeah, luckily this was made for kids, so that's uh, <laughs> something my brain can handle. Uh, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun and, and great music to go with the game. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just really, really liked just playing through it. And again, it took me like three hours or something, or maybe a little uh, more because I had to redo a bunch of stuff. But uh yeah, it was just very pleasant to play, very relaxing to play as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of about it, really. Yeah, we I we really didn't touch, we didn't touch really at all on the the OST of this game at all. Like the actual music for this game is 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 quite good. Um, like looking at looking at the cover, looking at the game, then looking at the initial game, if you don't know what you're getting into, like you wouldn't expect much from a, from this. <clears throat> but like gameplay is phenomenal, but like the OST it, it, like is is shockingly good for this game. So Yeah, they uh, definitely put a lot of effort into uh yeah. making this game happen and yeah, sadly, it, it it is super obscure. I, I don't think uh, a lot of people know it just because it did have such a limited print. Yeah, I mean, you and I don't have this game at all in our collection. So, no, and I, and I have only, a lot of Japanese ones. So. Yeah, I've and I've only ever found this game loose once on eBay, and that was when mm. you were playing the game. Yeah. So... Um, for me, I don't have any history with this at all either. I didn't know, I didn't even know Poco Neon existed until I was watching you play it for Portable Pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it looked cute, but I, my first initial thoughts of it was kind of meh. Cause like I was, I tuned in when you were, when you were first <laughs> playing the game, when, cause we both had the same idea, I think going into it. Cause like when, when you went into the stage, I saw a platform I'm like, oh, you just, jump on the enemies and keep running forward like <laughs> mario game basically um so yeah i didn't have a lot of just like opinion about it i was just kind of like eh, great another platformer for the game boy <laughs> type yeah. deal um and then you get and then when then we get into the uh debate on whether the game could be completed with or without collecting the keys that's when i turned the game on uh, while watching you play it to see if the game could actually be completed without getting all all of the keys which you, you gotta collect them all uh, and then during that process as well too because like you and I couldn't figure out what the hell this game was about right like we can't read Japanese so we're just like what's the story of this game like what's <laughs> going on like why are all these kids asleep um, so that's when I pulled out the Google Lens and was translating some of the cutscenes and everything else too. And the the broken translations I would get, I would feed to Mo and be, essentially feed into this episode as well too. So, um, but yeah, no, it it actually the game pulled me pulled me by surprise. Like I didn't expect it to be fun. Like even watching you play it, like I was like, oh, this game looks fun, but I didn't expect to have fun playing this game, especially <laughs> something like this. Uh, it's one of those like, oh, that looks fun. I'll give it a try sometime. And then you're just like, 
oh wow this is actually fun like this is more fun than it actually looked like it was watching it so uh i can't recommend this game enough honestly uh, it's a it's the perfect type of simplicity and again the the transformation of enemies with that with that dust to to progress through stages and whatnot and to figure out puzzles i think is super super interesting to have in a game boy game so mm-hmm. yeah it's a very unique one um not at first glance totally not but yeah it, it Everything just came together perfectly while playing this game. Um, yeah. And everybody should check it out themselves. Maybe you won't like it after all, after all we've been saying. But I think it's uh, it's just definitely, definitely a hidden gem. Uh, yeah. And I hope more people check it out uh, after listening to this episode. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a definite hidden gem. Even like the pixel work in it is very well done, especially for a 1993-1994 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through two different developers. Um, and a co- this is probably Toho, one of Toho's final games they, they released at that point as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, I mean, for what it's worth, like the game is quite good. In even the backgrounds, like everything is is very well thought out, very well detailed as well, too. Uh, but it's still very much catered to kids. So, like, if you see a plane in the background, it's not going to be, like, B-52 detailed by any means. It's going to be a propeller toy-like plane, right? It's catered yeah. to children. Uh, but the scenery does does look good and feel good, and the music with it is phenomenal. So, yeah. Uh, small speed run section. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. this this game um this game doesn't have any speed runs uh nope. so if you're wanting an easy world record <laughs> yeah was it hidden hidden somewhere on japanese youtube or, or yeah, which, whichever like video service they use but uh yeah i had didn't find anything uh, I, I saw a few people attempt to play this game, but, like, nobody finished it or anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, so my... There it is. Poco Neon. My Poco Neon playthrough... Oh, it, it took me a lot longer than one and a half hours, apparently. <laughs> my, my Poco Neon playthrough took me two and a half hours. That was without softlocks. Yeah, uh, I, I can look it up. Yeah. It's a It's a longer game. I even I even gave it a hidden gem badge too in my spreadsheet. Nice. Yeah. yeah, for me it was four hours and sixteen minutes. But yeah, again I had to replay basically have the game twice or something like that. So yeah, yeah. So uh, took me about two and a half hours. I would say semi blind because, like I said, like I watched Mo play. I I I actually I watched you play the entire game. So yeah. I, was, I went. I went into the game semi-blind, uh, and it still took me two and a half hours. So, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a long Game Boy speed run, there you will go. There are speed strats, though. Mo and I have found some. Yeah, if they're gonna help, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there are. I don't, yeah, there's strats in a way. We don't know. We're not speedrunners. Uh, <laughs> 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 just pretend to be so uh so yeah 
Uh, with that, we're going to take another quick short break. Small segment for y'all. Bite-sized segment. When we come back, we'll talk about community events upcoming since we are a bit into marathon season. And then, obviously, the, the, the amazing outro that we all do. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, community events. So, I listened to the bat. I listened to the Battletoads episode. Right? I, was cu- <laughs> I was curious what they were going to talk about with that game. I was curious how much back talk I was going to get in that episode. But man, when Mo got to the community events section of the Battletoads episode, whoo. Made me realize, I'm like, alright, if I'm ever out of a main episode again, do the community events for them. Because <laughs> 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 it was a... St- I heard you struggling. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, so... I don't either, but I just remember you struggling. <laughs> You're like, this is the part where EBC talks. I don't know what things are coming up. <laughs> so... Community events coming up that are Game Boy related, because uh, I think this episode is supposed to go live when the twelfth. Um, yes, yes, for us next weekend. Yes, yeah. So with this this episode going up on the the weekend of the twelfth or even the weekend of the nineteenth, uh, we have. I'm sorry. Game Boy Advance Sprint by Retro Gaming Live TV mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on June 19th. So our friends over at RGL have put together a Game Boy Advance Sprint, which I think is three or five games. I can't remember how many it was uh, now. I thought it was six, maybe. Is it six? It's Game so. Boy Advance, so I really don't follow Game Boy Advance stuff all that much. Um, trying to find the games list, but I can't at the moment. Uh, yeah, I I have it right here. As as community events person, uh, there's five. Um, so the five Game Boy Advance games is Kuro 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 Ruin, uh, Ninja Five O. Mario Kart Super Circuit, all Nitro Cups. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. You couldn't have picked a worse Kirby game. <laughs> um, and Mega Man Zero Three. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror is such a terrible... I'm s- Here come the comments. How dare you talk <laughs> bad about a Kirby? It's bad, okay? Don't at me. Yeah, it, it's um, one of my least favorite as well. Not because of the gameplay, because I think that's fine. But I get so confused about yeah, the doors I, in that game. It's it's incredible. Um, the gameplay I, I re- is fine. Yeah, I remember the very first time I played Kirby, the Amazing Mirror, and it took me three hours to just get through the get to another section because I kept going back into the 
the haunted mansion or whatever it's called at the start and i kept having to fight over the golem wispy woods knockoff thing over and over again and i didn't understand how to yeah. progress at all like the it's gameplay the gameplay of kirby's amazing mirror is fine right because it very closely mimics uh nightmare and dreamland yep right and nightmare dreamland even though it's a remake or a rehash of the first game or i guess second yeah game, the nes second game yeah. um the, it utilizes like some of the same physics, same same ability, power ups, etc., etc., etc. But the issue comes when you have to choose a mirror to go through. It's like I'm gonna take this mirror. Oh, I've already been to this room before. Cool. Yep. Like, let me take this mirror. Oh, I've already been to this room. Oh, now I'm on the other side of the map. Like, I oh, it's such a bullshit game <laughs> yeah i get the idea about uh behind it. it it was basically a bigger version of uh the great cave offensive uh that yes. was on on superstar uh which i really liked because it was you had to explore you had to find all the treasure and everything was quote-unquote connected and and they just made that into a bigger game but this one is so confusing and and so infuriating because sometimes you need like a special ability to get to the door you need to be but that special ability is like completely somewhere else not even yeah. close to where you need it and it gets too confusing that's that's the, all i can say about yeah. the amazing mirror it's a trash game is what it is <laughs> yeah one of one yeah. of the worst kirby games you want to know yeah. what the worst one is, listeners? Kirby's pinball. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Kirby's oh, pinball. No. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting because that Because that game doesn't even exist in my mind. <laughs> no, I thought the, you were going to say Star the, Allies, actually. Yeah, Star Allies. If we're going to talk actual canon Kirby games, yeah. Star Allies is, is just the biggest dumpster fire I've ever played in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree the comments, with that, but... And here come the code. Well, Star Allies was really good. You only, you know, you got all these copy abilities. Yeah, you get four copy abilities that you can turn into ice or fire. Real cool. <laughs> yeah, now for me, the worst uh, Kirby platformer, I guess, uh, would be Dreamland 3. I, I just do not like that game at all. I think it looks super cute. But I hate playing every second of it. Dreamland 3 is really boring. Yeah, graphically, yeah. aesthetically adorable and amazing art style, in my opinion. I wish more games adapted that in the Super Nintendo era. Mm. Uh, gameplay, boring. Yeah, <laughs> really <sure>. boring. <laughs> As a speedrunner of that game, former speedrunner of that game, boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> I even don't like KDL two that much, honestly. Uh, no, I do I, like that. I like I like Kirby's Adventure a lot, but there's this there's something about KDL two I'm just not super into. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad game by any means. Like I, yeah. I it's definitely a good game. It's just it's not my not my jam. If I want to play something that has like a world thing like that, I think I lean more towards Kirby's Adventure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Star Allies, in my opinion, was just a a hot dumpster fire. It doesn't. It shouldn't even be called a game because, like, the camp. It took me seven hours to one hundred percent the game. Yeah, what I mean that's pretty trash. normal for a Kirby, but trash game. But yeah, it could have been better at least for Switch. It's definitely not my favorite. It, it's either, a Switch but... game. 
Yeah. Like, it came out for the Switch. Like, put some effort in there, Sakurai. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Quit paying attention to your stupid Smash Brothers and put some effort into a Kirby game. <laughs> oh, maybe the, Smash, the next one. Here, here comes the Smash community. Bob, like, the <laughs> Smash community, we have Kirby as shut up. Just... <laughs> Kirby's the best character in Smash anyway, so uh, don't add me. <laughs> but yeah, looking looking at the the other games in uh, the GBA Sprint, um, Mario Kart Super Circuit is the only Mario Kart game I like. I'm sorry, Mario Kart community. We're pissing off every community. Dude, every we're making year. everyone mad uh, right now. But yeah, I don't like Mario Kart, except for the GBA version. I think that's a really good one. I've, I've uh, never played Super Circuit. Yeah, I, I think that was just a, a, a really good one. Uh, Kuru Kuru Kururin is the, the weird thing where you are literally a rot and you turn around to the left and the right and have to avoid things. It, it's cool. Uh, it's not my type of game, but it's a really cool one at least. Uh, I've never played Ninja 5.0. I know it's regarded as like one of the top 10 games on GBA. It looks fun at least, um, but I've never played it myself. And Mega Man Zero 3 is probably the best one they could have picked out of all four of them because four is too easy and one and two are way too hard. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Zero 3 is probably the best bet there. I don't know, man. They don't have they don't have Denzetsu no Starfy in there. That is, in my opinion, the best Game Boy Advance game in the world. I I'm not very familiar with the library. Uh, no, thanks I, to Gilgatex and Some Girl, I know more games now. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely no expert in the GBA library. I actually actively avoid it. Um, <laughs> But the legend, but the legendary Starfy, like Densetsu no Starfy. If you ever want to play, if you're ever going to play one Game Boy game in your or Game Boy Advance game in your life, make it be Densetsu no Starfy. It is a phenomenal game from Tose. Phenomenal. Right. It's adorable too. Uh, okay, well that's enough about Game Boy Advance. That's the only that's, that's more spotlight than that stupid console that you even deserve. Uh, <laughs> man, we're selling that marathon good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Game Boy Advance Sprint from uh, Retro Gaming Live TV, June nineteenth. <sighs> Summer games done quick. <laughs> July fourth to July eleventh. Yeah. There Get is a Game Boy Mega game. Man too. Mm-hmm. There is a Game Boy game. One Game Boy One. game. One. One. <laughs> and it's it's a it's God. What a disaster. Like oh my God, what an <laughs> absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard <clears throat> I heard your episode this morning because that one just came out. Your light, so you talked about it. Um, so, so I guess I'll say my thoughts about this. Um, looking at the submissions that SGDQ had when it comes to Game Boy, they had a lot of them, and they had a great selection of them. Like for once, I felt like the submissions weren't. <clears throat> they, like they weren't done as a joke they weren't done as like 
look at this dumb Game Boy game. Let's make fun of it. They actually had really, really good submissions and they could have made a perfectly fine Game Boy block that would have only lasted two hours, but at least people would have been able to show off decent or even great Game Boy games. They just completely obliterated all of them and they picked, yes, a very interesting speed run for a Game Boy. Because um, it really is. It, it, it's a really cool speed run and it's really cool to see. It's cool but again, me. you picked one game to show off Game Boy and it's one of... <laughs> It's arguably the worst Mega Man of the series. Absolutely. And again, speedrun-wise, very interesting to see. But again, you are showing a game that is making the entire library look absolutely bad. And I can't believe they keep doing this. I, I just can't believe it. Like, Here. It's not even part of a Mega Man block or anything. It's no. just... One time, there's a race of Mega Man 2, and runners, good luck. Like, I am going to watch it because I really like watching the runs of that, but... Ah, why do you keep doing this, GDQ? Why? Like, here's the thing. Like, we have, there is a bonus game, or a ba no, backup game, sorry. There is a backup game of Cosmo Tank, which right. is great, cool, but, like, here's just a snippet of, of the pool for Game Boy games they have pulled from. Dr. Wily's Revenge, Mega Man 4, Mega Man 5, Mega Man 1 through 5, which I knew wouldn't get in because mm -hmm. no one wants to watch Game Boy for three hours. Uh, Mousetrap Hotel, that's a game you just don't see played often yeah. at all. Well, it is not good either, but it's I mean, not, yeah. But it's a game you don't see often. Mm -hmm. Gremlins mm -hmm. 2 for the Game Boy, again, not a super good game. For the game, great play, speed but game, yeah. but a game you don't see often at all. Um, Bill and Ted's excellent Game Boy Adventure, a bogus journey. Again, another game you don't see often mm -hmm. at all. Um, and there's plenty. Uh, there's plenty. There's plenty. Plenty more that they had to pull from as well too, but. The fact that they they even denied Kirby's Dreamland from Swordsman Kirby, Chavo Fifty Five, um, mm -hmm. Kirby's Dreamland Two. I like. I yeah, but Mega Man Two for the Game Boy. Yeah, Damn. that's the one they picked. <laughs> oh my God! Just. Like they, like there were more Game Boy submissions this SGDQ than I can e ever recall from previous GDQ submissions, yep. and they still choose just the absolute biggest dumpster fire of a game you can. Sorry, K K KLM and Kaiser. Like good luck, runners. But I'm just mad that they chose Mega Man too. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't happy when I saw the list here. Like, I think. I think I'm more mad that they only chose one Game Boy game. Like mm -hmm. I would have, mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the only reason I'm mad that it's Mega Man Two. Like if they had like Mega Man Two, Miles Trap Hotel, Bill and Ted, and whatever else. Like if they had like four games, 
I would I sort of been like, well, that's still kind of a bummer because like these games are kind of eh, even though they're not showcased very much. But like, I probably would have been a lot more. I would have been a lot better with their with their like, accepting <laughs> of a game. But the fact that it's just Mega Man Two, when there was a big pool of Game Boy games to pull from that were pretty heavy hitters. I don't know. I. Yeah, it's very, very weird. <laughs> what a, like, am I surprised? No. <laughs> Sadly, I am not surprised, but it it's just a weird decision to I make. I mean, they declined Shaq Fu for the Game Boy for the fifth time, so I mean... <laughs> we can't, we can't right. expect much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will submit Shaq Fu to a kid soon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned from GDQ, but I'm still gonna keep submitting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next event. <laughs> yep. So now we've pooped on two of the events coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Game Goyle. So this is a brand new marathon uh, by Slashfinity, um, whom. If you don't know the name, uh, him and I and Atroz did did handheld heroes together for a few years. Uh, he is starting a brand new um, speedrunning marathon uh, starting July 23rd to July 25th, benefiting trans students' educational resources. Um, and submissions are open through January. January, Jesus, wow. June June 13th. Uh, so the day after this, well, depending on depending, when it gets released. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you go to gamegoyles.org, uh, which is their website, you can actually follow all of their social media. So you can actually follow their Twitter to go into their discord or YouTube, Twitch, everything else. So you can actually follow along with the, with the marathon, uh, for, for this. I submitted, of course I submitted Shaq Fu. I submitted <laughs> yeah. Shaq Fu and The Little Mermaid, which is a game I don't typically speedrun, so a little mm-hmm. bit out of my comfort zone for that one. But uh, yeah, Shaq Fu and Little Mermaid I submitted. Yeah, and I submitted Darkwing Duck because it's still in my muscles, I guess, right now. So Muscle memory. Might, might as well keep uh, keep it in some marathons. Yeah. Oh, and then ESA Summer is coming up as well, too. We'll talk about that one. I forgot to add that one to the notes. Uh, but ESA uh, ESA Marathon, European Speedrunner Assembly, for those of you that don't follow speedrunning stuff very often. Um, ESA Summer is happening July 24th through July 31st. Uh, I don't know if that's an in-person event or not. Oh, no, right here. We'll be an online marathon during the last week of July, raising money for Save the Children. Um, schedule will be will be released June 27th, and prize submissions, if you're into that thing, is May 16th through June 30th. Uh, and you can check out all that info on esamarathon.com. Um, I... Assuming there's just gonna be a schedule, yeah, schedule June twenty seventh. I already said that. So yeah, at the end of the month, there'll be a schedule off for ESA. Uh, typically, I mean, even though ESA typically has 
a ton of PC games. Hmm. I feel like ESA actually has a decent amount of Game Boy games sometimes too. Just it kind of depends on on the submissions, especially yeah. with it being on, especially with it being online. They typically, I think, I feel like they'll get a little bit more with it being online, um, simply because like I I've kind of heard that it's just expensive. At least even in being a European, it's expensive to go to ESA because it's because of Sweden. So yeah. Yeah, when it comes to food and uh, food and uh, beverages, like Sweden is really, really expensive. But uh, yeah, so that's the 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 four big marathons coming up. There's always little marathon, smaller marathons that are happening in between all of these uh, that just don't get a lot of light shined onto them. So a lot of times I'd miss them. Just because they're just not in my peripherals. Uh, if you want to follow them, like the speedrunning community has a Discord that has some stuff in there you can go check out. Uh, otherwise, there's a bunch of like marathon schedulers out there online, like the uh, was it Horaro or whatever the heck it's called. And there's a new one now that starts mm-hmm. with an O. Go check them out. There, there's a bunch of scheduling up there. Go see. We'll go see what's up there. <clears throat> check them out on Twitch and YouTube. See if they interest you. And uh, maybe you find something cool. Maybe you find some new games. Maybe you find some new 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 streamers to follow. Um, yeah. With that, questions from Discord. Yeah, we only have one question from uh, Drew Carriel, uh, who asked, "What the heck is this?" Uh, so <laughs> we hope we have informed you about what Pokanyan is by now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, otherwise check out the game yourself. I think Ariel might actually really enjoy this game himself, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Then we were just discussing that we couldn't find the music, but then we did. But they put a space between Poco and Jan, and that's why we couldn't yeah. find. <laughs> uh, it, I don't. I don't know where in the world Ariel is, but there is a Portuguese version of this anime. Uh, Spain, I believe. Yeah, Spain. So if you uh, know if you know Portuguese, you can watch the Portuguese version of this anime. Yeah, but that is totally not Spanish. So <laughs> it's not. It's not. That's yeah. why I said if you know Portuguese, I know Spanish and Portuguese aren't the same. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I may be American, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah and, and they have from what i found on youtube you can get pretty you can get it dubbed in any language just it the, the dubs usually suck um yeah outro outro time but yeah Pokemon we made it. she actually watched the anime thanks like i said the first the three that i watched were actually pretty cool and the theme is killer so <laughs> Yeah, it was okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, outro. So again, thoughts, suggestions by all of you listening, or if you do watch it on YouTube, uh, watch the loops gameplay and the bumpy lines. Um, we love to hear it. We all we're always always looking for a way to better. Better the episodes, better the YouTube videos, better, better whatever. Um, we and we just like hearing from you. So if you even have like, 
hey, I really liked this episode. Hey, thank you. We like hearing that as well. Um, where can they find us? So you can find me, E-Bloody Candy, on <laughs> Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Yeah, just those five places that I know of. Uh, where can they find you, Mo? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. All under my name, of course, uh, Mula. But because I can't actually have that one, I have to add a U and an H at the end. So it's actually slash M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Uh, that's it for all of them. Easy enough for you. Easy enough for me yeah. as well, too. Then you can find our fantastic, wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs, at Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter, uh, Legs on YouTube, and you can follow her side projects and the Game Boy Manual project uh, at SprintyLegs.com. And obviously, the three of us are always available on Discord. So feel free to DM us. Yeah. Or and at at us in the in the Game Boy. This is Game Boy Discord. Mm-hmm. And that that's also basically the easiest place to send in listener yeah. questions because like we we always have a threat for or or a channel I guess for uh, each upcoming episode at least. Uh, but there's also a general one you can get into if if you just have a general question. So uh, that's definitely a good place to do that and. Sometimes we just ask random questions as well, because like I think last week I just asked, "Hey, uh, what game would you people maybe want to hear an episode about?" And then you can can let us know what there is. Everyone chose a AAA title. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Except yeah, for Chalvo, well, that was a good one. Chalvo but... is is definitely. Uh, Interesting. I always, I always forget about Chavo. Yeah, it's me a too. Good for game, some I always forget about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, and we have a Patreon. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, like what you're seeing on YouTube, if you are using the YouTube side of things uh, and want to support us monetarily, we do have a Patreon. Um. Once we hit. $20 a month, Mo and I will actually start live streaming uh, these these big episodes. And then uh, if you are a pa- patron, uh, you do get some side benefits of seeing some behind-the-scenes things, some podcast up- outtakes, the podcast notes. Somehow they are organized. Thank you, Mo, for figuring that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and amongst other other things. Uh, and if you are going the PayPal route, which, you know, maybe some people aren't all about subs, you know, some people make a sub and they forget about it. I do it all the time on Twitch. So, uh, some people just like the one time thing. If you do do PayPal, super appreciate it. Uh, please let one, one of the three of us know, Mo, Legs, or I, so we can thank you, uh, for your support in a way, because we can't tie discord and stuff into into paypal Mm -hmm. um and obviously you can support us non-monetarily uh we always appreciate reviews uh and just you listening to the podcast uh just you listening to the podcast alone helps us boost our rankings in the podcast list especially for a very niche podcast like game boy 
uh, and then leaving reviews, you know, just slap the five stars and be like, hey, that EBC guy is probably one of the most fascinating people I get to listen to during this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Mo guy's not too bad either, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just hit the five star thing and we start to rank up higher in the other podcast things like Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and whatever else that the RSS feed goes out to. Uh, we always appreciate any type of support we get from you all. Yeah. And I guess from now officially, because um, I don't remember if I actually said it in the Battletoads episode, and I think you just half mentioned it in the uh, light that just came out, uh, the Barbie Game Girl one. Um, yeah. Our merch is finally available. Um, so there's a third option to support us now, and then you actually get something physical in return this time. Um, but if you just visit merch.thisisgameboy.com, uh, thisisgameboy.com being our main site, of course, where you can find all the other stuff. Uh, but if you just add merch dot in front of it, you will be sent over to our uh, store where currently you can find two items, one being our um, limited edition t-shirt, uh, which is available in three colors, like dark green, I guess, uh, light gray and, and dark gray, um, <clears throat> which features the logo you've all been seeing uh, for yeah at least two years because we had another one before that. <clears throat> but yeah, the, the one that was made by Man Over Mars. And because it's a limited edition, um, I added a little thing onto it. I tried to replicate mom style as good as i could which was pretty good uh but uh man over mars uh finalized it so it's completely completely made by him basically um so that's it's a little add-on to our normal logo um it doesn't show anything like our website or or anything like that or hey go visit blah 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 no it's it's just a logo with uh with a new addition to it um, so if you would like a t-shirt, you can get that. And you can also find our uh, a mug, which has the normal logo on it. Uh, that item will be available forever. Uh, the t-shirt will only be available because it is limited edition until the end of July. Um, and from August onwards, you will just be able to get the normal logo t-shirt, basically. Gotta collect them all, so... Uh, maybe we'll have other limited edition t-shirts coming out. <laughs> you gotta collect them all then. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, you can find all of this information, all all of it, every single piece that we just said, if you go to thisisgameboy.com. Yeah. It's that simple. Type it away, hit enter, click, click, done. Yeah, or bookmark it. Then it's then it's there forever. Just set yeah. it up as a startup page on Chrome or Firefox. Or that's yeah, yeah, very easy to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, with that, the next time you hear from Mo and I, we're actually going to talk about the last three years of this podcast. Some 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 good. Maybe a little bit of bad. Probably be some bad because you and I are pretty complaining. Uh, 
and obviously the the future of this is Game Boy, so and yeah. what we hope what we hope to obtain. Goals. <laughs> we're definitely not not done yet. So. Definitely ain't <laughs> done yet. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're just gonna th- take uh, take a break from actually reviewing an episode and just like yeah, complain for two hours. <laughs> yeah. There's over a thousand games in the Game Boy library. All right, we're only on episode thirty-eight, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got good while to go before we're done. Oh boy, we're not gonna make it at this rate. <laughs> no, nope. we're gonna have to have kids to take it over for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, now we gotta make the this is Game Boy dating app. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yeah, until next time, thank you all for listening, and see you later. Later, man. It's gonna need you to make it. This is Game Boy dating app now. <laughs> just for me and you. To, like. Yeah, just for Mo and I. <laughs> no, there's nobody. You can only choose those two people. <laughs> yeah, you can only choose between Mo and I. We need to. We need to have. We need to have Kin to to keep the podcast going because we're not gonna hit all 1,000 shows by in our lifetime. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, stopping.